Welcome back to the Unexpected Story Podcast. I'm your host, Kayla Edwards, and I'm back for part two of Cody Nelson's story. If you missed part one, you want to go back to last week's episode to catch up. Today, Cody shares about grieving well, about parenting, and about the things he's looking forward to in the future. Also, you don't want to miss a guest appearance from three little guests at the end of his episode. Here's part two of my conversation with Cody. Okay, so on the last episode, we finished talking about, we ended on grief. Um, So I want to pick back up there and talk about grief, your journey with Dawn, grieving those last nine months, and then also the last few months of grieving without Dawn. Yeah, so uh, like I said before, like, um, I think partially due to, like, I studied psychology in school and finished with a psychology um, degree, and, you know, I understand how important the grieving process is, and so that's something that I've definitely taken seriously and wanted to be intentional about and yeah the the fact that those nine 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 or ten months with dawn um there was a level of acceptance and but it didn't uh affect her ability to fight she fought with everything that she had and was willing to do whatever she could to um you know have quality of life and length of um you know just god giving those extra days and just her fighting for that and uh but being able to accept that um that things weren't looking good and to know that we may not have each other uh the way we had always Mm -hmm. pictured um allowed for a lot of space and it was interesting we the church ICC did a series on lamentations shortly after dawn passed and during that series I questioned whether or not I was lamenting and like you know in lamenting there's this aspect of you know questioning God and just like uh just being vulnerable with God and just calling things for what they are. They suck. And, uh, God, why are you doing this? And I wondered if I had done that well during that study. And I forget the, my, my memory's terrible, uh, but, I forget exactly what it was, but I also listened to a podcast as I was going to community group. It was a podcast we were going to discuss during that series. Um, I forget the exact wording, but they said something to the effect of lament leads to like deeper faith in, in Jesus and stuff like that. And it really made me question my own journey in this was after dawn had passed and if if it was something i had currently been doing because it was it was kind of this unnatural feeling of just like there's so much peace and joy 
that is surprising me, like so surprising to me, but I don't want that to interfere with the grieving process or like lamenting or anything like that. And it really made me look back on those nine months with Dawn and realize that there was some very, and not just the nine months, but really the whole journey in its entirety. There was a lot of lamenting going on. There was a lot of desperation uh, and prayer of just like, God, it doesn't feel like you're hearing me or answering my my prayers like uh, god please there were times that it was it was crazy because like, um, even though god didn't answer the prayer that i wanted him to answer the most um and bring a miracle uh there's also so like we've talked about already but there were so many answered prayers even in prayers of just like Dawn dealing with significant pain out of the blue or something and like whether I did it quietly or like over her like saying a prayer and instantly it would go away or just like uh, instantly there would be peace like the power of prayer is very real mm-hmm. um, but that was just kind of a side note uh, into um, but the lamenting process of just like yeah like we called out in desperation to God like please healed on please healed on um and questioning whether or not he was hearing our prayers and um i really was able to to see that uh lament does lead to trust and um and a deeper knowledge and a deeper respect i I would say of god and um he's never gonna never going to let you down like even in your uh anguish even in your like calling out to him questioning him like he always has the answer like he's he's like if you will not go into it with a hard heart which i've been guilty of uh we all have been guilty of if we don't just assume we have the answers and just allow him to provide the answers then it does lead to a deeper faith and that's what i'm experiencing now and um the grieving process is very weird and it's different for everybody but it's something where i don't even know how to process it or or verbalize it honestly because um for the most part, there is this this level of peace that is so surprising. I I said many times to many people towards the end of Dawn's journey, I'm okay as long as she's here, like as long as I have her to take care of her and things like that. I'm okay. Like I'm I can can handle it. Uh, God's given me the ability to handle it, and um, God's got my back, and I've got Dawn's back, and God's got Dawn's back, and kind of like that uh, but I always said as soon as she's gone I'm not going to be okay and like death and just that fear of heaven that we talked about or not heaven but eternity and just not being able to wrap my mind about around it like that losing people close to me is like one of my greatest fears and uh, even as a child and uh, something I have always struggled with that fear and to know that and to um to have lost dawn and even in the 
the days right after. Um, and to this day, like peace that surpasses all understanding. It's, um, that's all there is. Uh, that's all I can say, uh, because I underestimated God when I said that I wouldn't be okay when she was gone. Uh, and that is only because of the perspective of, uh, gospel perspective and, and, um, just the lamenting process that led to trust and the grieving process that, um, don't get me wrong. I mean, I have my moments. I have, uh, in preparation for this, I've had a lot of moments and, um, and just in general, um, but I lean into those moments, uh, and it's cathartic. Um, so just, just knowing I can't speak to other people's journey, um, with grief because it looks so different for everybody, but just knowing that God is sovereign and that, um, everything's going to work together for the good, for those that love him and knowing that God is faithful um grief can be manageable it can be debilitating um but it can also be manageable if you allow god through desperate dependence to equip you with what you need you can't do it alone like none of this i could have done alone um it's only through my faith in Jesus and him equipping me with everything that I've needed uh, to hopefully grieve well. And like only time will tell if I've done that well or not. But really, as you know, a single dad to three children now, it, it is something that means a lot to me that I don't suppress or avoid grief because that will come out <laughs> at some point and it will be to the detriment of my children. And I want to show my children that grieving is okay and that they need to grieve as well. And, um, and we, they have, they, and, and they continue to, and we do have transparent conversations that I'm thankful for about missing mommy and, um, things like that. But, um, but yeah, you just have to put your faith in Jesus and he will give you everything you need, uh, to walk through grief. Um, some days may be debilitating, but just like my journey with feeling isolated from God, he, he will bring you through it as long as you just continue to trust that he will. I know you did the 75 hard with Dawn right before she was diagnosed and I know you did it again after she passed away um, as kind of an outlet for grief as well. Um, what were your thoughts between doing those challenge, doing the challenge twice? Yeah. So Dawn and I felt like 75 hard was so rewarding for us. It, um, it was really, it was really life-changing at the time and transformational for us spiritually. Um, and like we talked about, prepared us for what we were walking into. And the intention was, prior to it being disrupted by what we walked into, the cancer season, uh, we fully intended to kind of 
had it radically changed our overall habits and and life in general and uh, incorporate more exercise and reading and drinking more water and all good things into our life and um so throughout the the journey obviously uh we weren't able to put a lot of effort into maintaining our health uh like overall and especially me and I put on a lot of weight and just kind of got out of shape and um after after dawn passed I knew that 75 hard would provide an outlet for um an opportunity to get back in shape one but also um to really just time for processing and uh, time for grieving and time for God to work through the books I read and things like that. I I continued to use spiritually uplifting and Christian uh, centric books, read some C.S. Lewis books, Mere Christianity and a couple others uh, to, you know, make sure I continue to prioritize faith and things like that. But yeah, there were, there were many days that I was uh, walking through the neighborhood just with tears pouring down my face and just um, overwhelmed with grief as I was processing things and missing Dawn. And like when we did it together, like we did, uh, we incorporated the kids a ton as well. Like we, we just came up with different bike rides or just different activities to make it uh, a lot of fun for the whole family and then just to be on the other side of losing dawn and to just kind of being uh, doing it alone uh, because uh, I would have to do it primarily while the kids were at school or asleep or whatever and um, yeah it really there's definitely a component of hard work and exercise and everything that is a part of our design, a part of the way God created us. And I think having that as an outlet really helped me to, um, to grieve well, I think. Uh, and hopefully I have um, grieved well so far and hopefully I will continue to grieve well and only time will tell. But um 75 hard is definitely instrumental in my life to kind of, uh, cause the, the thing is like, it seems conflicting, but when you are disciplined in anything in your life, it leads to freedom. And that's something I think the Lord put on my heart during 75 hard is, you know, if I, am disciplined in my walk with with God then that leads to freedom um, a lot of people outside of the scope of Christianity would look at Christianity as very restrictive and very um, not freeing at all but it, it actually has the opposite effect and the being able to be disciplined in physical fitness leads to freedom and health. Financial 
uh, discipline, which I'm not good at. Uh, I'm not good at many of these things that I'm talking about, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it's a learning process, mm-hmm. but you know, it leads to freedom, financial mm-hmm. freedom. And, um, you know, it's, um, kind of an obvious thing to say, but also kind of, um, counterintuitive, but, uh, it's something that God taught me in the grieving process is just like to be disciplined, to, um, prioritize the things that I need to prioritize. And as, as I do that, then, um, there's freedom and there is, um, kind of a cathartic, um, thing that happens. And it's really, really cool to see how that works together. But, um, but yeah, it was great. Um, both times I've done 75 hard and, um, being able to commit to such, (laughs) difficult rules and everything uh it pays off in the end if uh if you approach it the right way and um thankful for uh for how it's been instrumental in in my life both preparing me and uh in and in grieving Hmm. kind of bookend of your journey Mm -hmm. so speaking on parenting kind of for a second have you learned anything new about parenting as a single dad yeah so I don't know if my approach to parenting has shifted much since losing Dawn. Um, Dawn and I both love children. Like, uh, that was something that was a passion of ours. And uh, our children are uh, incredible to to us and uh, incredible to me. And uh, I love being their dad pretty much more than anything else in the world. And... You know, right now they are, uh, it's, it's, I will say that my perspective of prioritizing them has shifted where, um, I mean, obviously they've always been a priority to me, but now, um, it's, it's a priority to keep a smile on their face and to make sure that they're grieving well and to just, um, just allow them to experience joy as much as I can facilitate that um no doubt that the joy that they're experiencing is coming from the lord uh but anytime i can help facilitate joy and happiness uh i definitely am prone to choose that these days hopefully hopefully at some point that will lighten so i don't spoil them too much uh, <laughs> but right now my <laughs> uh my heart is to spoil them and to uh, endure these days the best we can. What I will say I've learned is throughout, uh, both with Dawn and uh, after losing her, is that childlike faith is real. And uh, when the Bible speaks about that and speaks about how if you don't have childlike faith, you, you won't enter heaven. Basically, I I see that now. Like I, I I understand because man, they fully trust and fully. I I feel like they perceive the world the way I perceive it, and it's taken me my whole life to get to where I am, and here they are at eight, six, and four are about to be at least 
and they are fully accepting of the sovereignty of God and how mommy was a part of God's plan. And I remember in the days preparing them for losing Dawn, um, and how God supernaturally spoke through me to prepare them for that. Like it surprises me. It's, um, but I remember going into the conversation with them, not knowing how to approach it. And as I was talking, I was just like trying to balance. How do I balance saying, you know, mommy may not get better. Um, we may lose mommy and have them not to be mad at God mm. or to have them not to lose faith or to still thrive in faith like I've, I've seen in their lives. So as I was speaking to them, God put it on my heart to teach them a phrase that we uh, used often and to this day you can ask them and they'll tell you what it is um, but I had them say it over and over again uh, I told them to say God loves my mommy and God loves me God knows what's best for mommy mm -hmm. and God knows what's best for me and my mommy and daddy love me very much and they believe that they mm -hmm. fully believe that and accepted that and it's brought so much joy to me to see that obviously they're they are devastated and they miss mommy so much but they are thriving and they have they they have a smile on their face every single day and that's through the work that god's doing in them and to see maddie uh give her heart to god and i know one day isaiah and mckenzie will do the same because they do have a heart for god uh, and one day they uh, will make that decision and um to to think about how this story is gonna uh, influence their lives in positive ways is um insane to think about um but yeah that childlike faith and just how um how you can have joy despite circumstances that's something that they uh that's something i'm learning for myself but something that they are teaching me as well because uh right now you know my priority is them and if they were struggling and didn't have a smile on their face and were visibly different then I think my experiences would be vastly different than what they currently are but they keep me going they are so much fun um, and you know parenting is what you make of it um, and you know it takes a lot of patience patience that I don't have sometimes <laughs> um, goodness gracious patience that I don't have sometimes um, <laughs> but you know, it is such a, a gift from the Lord to be a, uh, a parent in general and to be a, their parent um, and just the, the joy they bring to my life and how they're my counterparts and just all kinds of fun adventures. And, um, yeah, they, um, they're teaching me about myself and my uh, inadequacies and 
they're teaching me about the Lord and um, they just bring so much joy to my life. Okay, so we're going to take a turn here and talk about your tattoo that you got after Dawn passed away. Yeah, so um, I know there's a lot of uh, different opinions on tattoos, so I want to kind of put that out there and um, realize that not everybody shares the same views, which is fine. Uh, But I, um, yeah, I came up with... It's actually an idea that evolved over time and I always wanted a tattoo and originally I can't remember the timeline of how the events unfolded but I want to say it was well before Dawn got sick that I came up with this um, this imagery I wanted uh, a potential tattoo of, of just like this darker imagery of a crucifix scene and then like uh, a lighter imagery of an empty tomb and uh, just kind of telling the gospel story. And as time went on and I went through everything I went through, that idea evolved and I really wanted to come up with a design that exemplified gospel perspective. And uh, I still wanted kind of the conflicting imageries of kind of darker imagery and then uh, hopeful, lightful, a light, um, colorful imagery uh, and so I really put a lot of thought into it and I started to put a, uh, a whole lot of thought into it the last months of Dawn's life and so it's something that she heard a lot about as well and um, but it's really cool how it's unfolded because it it gives me an opportunity and despite what you know, anybody may think it gives a lot of opportunity to have meaningful conversations about the gospel. And um, anytime I'm asked about it or anytime it comes up in conversation, basically my description of my tattoo, which FYI is a full sleeve of my left arm, which is in construction right now. It's uh, It's going to take probably the better part of this year 2024 to finish up but um but yeah uh as i tell the meaning behind it um it pretty much tells the whole gospel so the bottom part of my arm is based around the idea of the curse of sin and the imagery is kind of founded in after the fall in the garden of eden after adam and eve turned their back on god Um, I wanted to get a tree, a dead tree, uh, just kind of indicating the curse of sin. And you can think of it like the tree of life. Um, and the way things ended up happening is Dawn, um, and the planning of the, uh, funeral and the, um, kind of grave and all that, which that's a whole nother story where God met every need that, and then, and anxiety that I had related to that and ended up being the most beautiful process ever, a process that I dreaded the entire time that Dawn was facing, the possibility of death it was something i dreaded and um 
God just worked it all out. And uh, he led me to this beautiful area. Uh, the grave, the graveyard in general is beautiful. It has like a, a lake in the middle of it with a fountain and it's got, um, so where Dawn is, it's, she's under a tree. It's like a shade tree. And though, and it's right next to the water and it's beautiful and there's no other graves even close to her. And like, it's this isolated spot and it's just a special, special spot. And I had already had the idea for this tattoo. And so I was like, I'm going to use the tree that she's buried under as, um, as what I get tattooed to, um, to go along with my idea. So every aspect of it has deep meaning. So I have that tree tattooed on my upper arm. Um, and then there's going to be a reflection in the water of a cross, uh, to kind of point to the redemptive plan. And then I'm, I've got in the works, um, uh, I'm going to have a serpent or snake in the shape of a breast cancer ribbon on my forearm and uh, I would never just get a snake tattoo in general <laughs> like just kind of a standalone tattoo uh, that's just uh, no judgment to people who have that but uh, that's not something I would do um, but for the purposes of the sleeve I think uh, the imagery hopefully the tattoo artist fulfills uh, my vision of it and it all blends well together. But uh, so it's going to be a snake curled up into the uh, shape of a breast cancer uh, ribbon. And then the lower part of my arm, um, the shading and everything is going to have lightning to go along with the curse theme. Um, you move up my arm and there is a silhouette of the three crosses with Jesus on the cross and the two thieves on the cross. And then uh, on my shoulder, there is uh a realistic lion that um, signifies the, the line of Judah. And then I will have scripture on my inner arm. So basically, as I t t tell people the meaning behind it, I can say that because of sin, uh, because we turned our backs on God, um, there is sin. And because of that sin, bad things happen uh, and you can point to the dead tree as uh, exemplifying death you can point to the serpent in the shape of a breast cancer ribbon to signify sickness and um, cancer and um, then the lightning and just the imagery all together just exemplifies bad things because of sin you move up my arm to the crucifix because of that sin god sent his own, uh his son jesus to die on the cross for our sins and we can have hope in that uh move up to the line of judah and revelations 5 5 says something along the lines of weep no more because the line of judah has defeated and so uh we have hope despite circumstances and then the scripture that is going to go on my arm is a scripture that dawn clung to um her whole journey and i'm really excited about uh that scripture and it's habakkuk 3 17 through 18 and the book of habakkuk is only three chapters long but in it habakkuk is wrestling with uh god's goodness and um and really struggling to see God's sovereignty and just like really wrestling with the, the questions we all have. Why does bad things happen? And he was seeing a lot of bad things happen in his life. And he was, you know, pointing that out and lamenting uh, to, to God and through the work of Christ or 
the work of God and um, the work of Christ as well. But this is the Old Testament story, but what Christ will do. Um, by the end of Habakkuk, he says, Though the fig tree should not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines, the produce of the olive fell, and the fields yield no food, the flock be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord, I will take joy in the God of my salvation. And so I'm going to condense that down a little bit because it's lengthy, but uh, I'm going to put, though the fig tree should not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines, um, I, I will rejoice in the Lord, I will take joy in the God of my salvation. And really, I had already came up with the whole design of the uh, tattoo before I realized that, oh my goodness, like that's like almost direct imagery of what that that verse talks about like despite circumstances despite what sin has caused we have hope in the lord and we can rejoice in the lord and um and so the that scripture on my inner arm will say despite circumstances or i mean will indicate that despite circumstances we cannot join the lord so it really gives me the opportunity to tell my test uh tell people my testimony of um and talk about my amazing wife and um, talk about how amazing the Lord is. And uh, once I came up with the idea, uh, you know, I've been reluctant to get a tattoo in my life. But once I came up with that idea, I was like, yeah, there's no doubt I've got to got to go through that. Um, but that um, that Habakkuk verse really meant a lot to Dawn and really um, means a lot to me and continues to mean a lot to me and uh, really puts things in perspective so i'm really really excited about that so if dawn was sitting here with us and able to share one thing what do you think she would say i have no doubt in my mind that she would be more passionate than she's ever been in her entire life uh and she would be enthusiastic and excited and she would tell me and tell us that it is all worth it um, no matter what life brings no matter what circumstances you have to endure in light of eternity in light of heaven and how she's gotten to experience that um, she would say that hold on to your faith and it's all going to make sense. She would, um, she would talk about how crazy God's sovereignty is and how that she understands it even more now than ever before. And she's had conversations with Jesus himself about his sovereignty, uh, which is insane to think about. Um, and how, you know, don't lose heart. And it all is going to... Um, it's all going to work out for his glory. And um, I know there's a verse that basically hits on, on that. Um, and she would probably bring that up in conversation if she, I know you said one thing, but <laughs> man, that's uh that's hard to uh, condense it to one thing. But uh, you know, for this light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison as we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things 
that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. Second Corinthians four seventeen through eighteen, and I think that encompasses everything that she w- would want to point to, yeah. uh, and that just like. I, people on the podcast can't see right now, but I'm smiling ear to ear because <laughs> that it really excites me and really brings so much clarity. Um, and really to know that that's what she's experiencing right now on the other side of it and to know how much pain and suffering that she went through. Um, and to know that she would tell me it's worth it, uh, is beautiful. Yeah, for sure. Well, moving forward, looking kind of to the future, is there anything specific you're excited about or do yeah. you even think futuristic <laughs> or? Yeah. Um, yeah, no, this, this journey has shaped my uh, entire life moving forward. And again, I've talked about it before, but I have such a sense of responsibility um, that God chose Don and I for a purpose. And, um, and as Don and I asked ourselves, like, why, why us? Like, why are we having to go through this? Like God's answered that. And it's because of the story as a whole and, and the testimony that it has become of God's goodness, despite the tragedy and despite the heartache, it, it's a story of God's goodness. Um, there's no way around it. And I'm so excited to see where things go. Dawn and I have such a heart for missions. That's a huge part of our story. And uh, Dawn and I got to go to Haiti together in uh, pretty early on in our relationship. And that was transformational for us and really developed uh, a heart for the nations uh, in the that trip, and we ended up going back six months later because we loved it so much and we're so excited about it. And we had such a heart for Haiti and the nations in general. I actually proposed to her uh, while in Haiti, um, which turned out so great and was such a such a beautiful memory. Um, but we even at times throughout our marriage before kids talked about. Um, you know, going and living abroad, whether it be Haiti or somewhere else and uh, focusing on missions. And um, something my mom told me um, during Dawn's battle is, you know, God brought you the mission field. Because mm. um, I struggled at times with like, I'm supposed, like, I, I feel very called to missions. Like, I feel like that's part of Don and I's plan. Like, I, uh, that, that seems like something we're missing on. And uh, we went on a, a few short-term mission trips. Uh, Don and I got to take Maddie to Guatemala when she was a little over a year old. And uh, I went to Kenya with Glenn Roseberry, your guest, which is cool. Uh, <laughs> Small how, world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then... Um, yeah. And, and so, and there's so much truth to that. What my mom said, uh, that, that God has brought the mission field, uh, to me. And now I can't help but to sing his praises. And I'm really excited about where that will lead and hope that, uh, and no, I think that, no, I think that's contradictory, but, uh, <laughs> uh, but I do believe that God is going to bring people to him, whether it's 
Christians who they grow in their faith. I know that that's already happened through Dawn's story. Uh, I believe that that will continue to happen, but I believe that people will come to know Jesus because of Dawn and her story um, and through the Lord and his work. I mean, nobody can save um, people except for the Lord. Let me make that clear. But uh, because of the Lord's work in Dawn's life and her story, uh, people will come to know the Lord and that excites me so much. Um, and I get the opportunity to lead a trip um, in the fall uh, and to think about going overseas and continuing Dawn's stories, story overseas uh, pumps me up and uh, I just have a great sense of responsibility um, to uh, give God the glory for the way he has brought peace um, and just strength and just deep in faith for for me for dawn for my children and i can't wait to see where that goes it um it feels weird talking about sometimes because like i can't make it clear enough that this is beyond me um it's beyond dawn this is not our story really it's god's story and we're just vessels. Like I can't be, I can't make that clear enough. Uh, I oftentimes in studying the Bible uh, prior to this season would side eye um, Paul as he talked about like boasting in Christ and how he's not boasting in in, in himself. I'm just like, it sounds kind of like you're boasting uh, on yourself. And I feel that way when I'm talking about my story, like. Uh, whether it be about myself or Dawn, just like, uh, it sounds boastful almost, but like, I want to be clear. It's, it's, it's through what God has, has done, um, in our lives. And, um, if I must boast, I will boast of the things that show my weakness. Second Corinthians eleven thirty, And there's other verses along that, those lines, that uh, I can point to, but um, it's God's story. I'm a vessel and my children are vessels. Dawn was a vessel of what uh, God is doing in our lives. And uh, I'm excited to see where that goes. Yeah. Um, I like that you said it's a story of God's goodness. Because um, there's death in your story. <laughs> there's death in Jesus' story. And right. there's death in all of our stories in some form or fashion. And right. so um, to have that perspective. Yeah, no, it surprises me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it, it doesn't even feel real to talk about because, um, yeah, there is nothing... If someone without faith were to look at Dawn's story and, and what I've gone through and what I, where I am currently and to deny the existence of God, like, make that make sense. Mm -hmm. I can't. Like, mm -hmm. there's no way. Like, God has... Before this, before everything I've gone through, faith was just faith. 
but there's something about the journey that I've been on and the journey that I currently am that I'm not putting my faith in some story of the gospel or some, yeah, you claim that it's a, a Christian's claim that it's a relationship in Jesus. And that's what it is. Yes. Um, sometimes it doesn't feel that way in day to day life. Um, it is a relationship with Jesus. I don't mean to <laughs> diminish that. Uh, but like after everything, it, it feels like Jesus is present in my life. He is here. I'm putting my faith in some tangible thing that, um, some ten like in Jesus Christ. And, and I'm a part of his story to make his name known. And he uses people and just like the people that he used in the Bible, they were broken people that their lives were full of tragedy as well. Um, and that's what he's capable of. And it's a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to share as we wrap up? Yeah. I mean, there's so much <laughs> I could say, uh, more it's crazy. And, um, but there's nothing, um, specific, um, one of the verses that I've always leaned into uh, is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He will make your path straight. And uh, that verse definitely has new meaning after I've gone through everything. It's always been just kind of a cliche verse that I've uh, mm -hmm. said is my favorite verse or whatever, or verses. And uh, But now, I mean, there's so much, so much wisdom. And, I mean, the whole book of Proverbs is full of wisdom, obviously, but there's so much wisdom in, in that. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. God's ways are higher than our ways. And, um, and if we can buy into that, then... Um, there's no end to where God can take us and there's no circumstance that is uh, greater than what we can bear with Christ. Um, you know, the cliche saying of God doesn't give you more than you can bear. I don't know. I don't think that's uh, specifically in the Bible or, or how much truth there is to that because um, the reality is that Without him, life circumstances, the things I've gone through are unbearable and things that other people go through are unbearable uh, and, and God allowed those things to happen. But if you can have faith and know that Jesus is with you through that, he can provide the strength to get you through any circumstances. And with that said, there's no circumstance that is greater that he will give you that is greater um, than you can bear with him. So, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I um, it's crazy to see where I am today and to uh, to to be able to be in a position to boast in the Lord the way um, that I'm always excited to do um, because that's not who I was prior and that's just um, the radical transformation of. Um, of the journey that God has taken me on. I miss my wife dearly. Um, I will grieve her for the rest of my life. She was the strongest person in the world. And um, I 
probably didn't do a good enough job of uh, of pointing to that because I don't know that there's any words that could sufficiently point to how incredible of a woman that she was and um, but and how passionate she was about the things of the Lord and um, I'm so thankful for her and I'm thankful for the way that she allowed God to um, use her and how she was um, there's a song called My Life is an Offering um, and she she believed that and I'm so thankful that um, she was able to bear everything and give him glory throughout that process yeah I think about Acts twenty twenty four. you know Paul said my only aim is just to finish the race set before me like the task that Jesus has given me I just love that Jesus for one gives us ministry and task and Dawn did that you know she was faithful to the very end of what God called her to and just the hope and the encouragement for all of us like obviously we're still here um, we're not done but that God is uh still giving us assignments, but that we can to be faithful to the end of what God calls us to. Yeah. And that scripture is, is the, the responsibility that I feel is to, uh, to take everything I've learned and all the experiences that I've had, all that, uh, God has done in my life and point to him and give him the glory for it. Yep. Yeah. I just wanted to take a minute to attempt to express my gratitude uh, I can't, uh, I think I expressed earlier that, you know, there's no way to do that justice. Uh, there's too many people uh, that I couldn't even begin to um, do it justice, but uh, there are definitely uh, people that, um, a whole group of people that is near and dear to my heart, and I have such gratitude for uh, such ways that they provided. Uh, obviously, I've got to start with uh, my Lord and Savior Jesus. Um, I'm a sinner and I uh, was not equipped and uh, continue to not be equipped to be able to handle the things that I've had to handle without him. And uh, he has equipped me um, to to really get through it all. Um, of course, I want to thank Dawn, uh, my beautiful wife, and uh, everything that she meant to me and means to me and um, for for being that perfect wife for me and uh, for being selfless and um, servant-hearted and just uh, for the ways that she inspired me and uh, the ways that she's inspired others and will her legacy will go on and thank my children um, for just having them to lean into in this time and throughout everything and um, they mean the world to me. Um, of course, I cannot, again, just uh, thank all the people that I would love to thank, um, but I definitely wanted to give a huge shout out to both of our families, uh, my mom and dad, uh, Randy and Marilyn Nelson, um, and then my brothers, Dustin and Tanner, and uh, Dustin's wife, Candace, and Max, and just, uh, they've all just done whatever um, they could. To, to be there for me and continue to do so and are willing to do um, anything uh, to meet my needs and I'm thankful for that. For Dawn's family, Rob and Josie, um, her brother Ryan and his wife Carol and Emery and uh, her 
Aunt Vilma and Uncle Ted and um, all the ways that they served us and served her and um, just continue to serve me and the kids and um, my church and all the people that rallied around us and um, that I can't emphasize the, the church's um, provisions for us enough. But um, yeah, there's so many people and uh, the Stigals, Tommy and Brittany, uh, Elliot, Amelia, Micah, um, they, God put them in our lives at the perfect time and uh, nurtured such sweet relationships for all of us, for me, Dawn, the kids, um, and uh, that continues to this day. And so, so many other people, um, but I'll, I'll leave it there. But just know that, um, that I have so much gratitude for each person that's prayed for uh, me and Dawn and the kids and uh, provided financially or or in other practical ways. Uh, there are so, so many beautiful deeds that have uh, not gone unseen. Um, so thank you, and I pray blessings over your life. Um, so um, I, I definitely couldn't uh, go without saying that. Thank you so much for sharing your story and Dawn's story um, and y'all's story and just the vulnerability. And I know it's challenging to sort through everything and I know God is um, getting glory from this and will continue to use this story for generations to come, um, especially in your kids as well. And so I'm excited to see what God has in store for you. Um, Do you want to pray us out? Absolutely. Okay. Dear God, just thank you. Uh, Thank you for the ways that you're working in all of our lives, God. Thank you for Kayla's heart um, and the platform that she's provided to make much of you and to hear other people's story and to sympathize with them and to empathize with them and to give them an outlet to testify to your goodness, God. And um, I pray that you do great things Uh, in her life and through this ministry, God, um, things that we can't even fathom, God, that um, even if it just touches one person's life and blesses one person's life and they know you deeper or know you for the first time, then um, that is everything. That is everything, God. And uh, thank you uh, for your sovereignty and the way that you're using our lives for your redemptive plan and and just allowing us to or we were created for your glory and um, we want to be good stewards of that and we want to be obedient to your call for us to um, to glorify you and uh, we just pray that you would use this opportunity um, to continue that and to use future opportunities to share your name and how good you are and how faithful you are and how despite circumstances there is joy in a relationship with Jesus Christ and you are good and 
I just pray for my children. I just pray for myself. Lord, our hearts are broken. And um, God, you're using us. You have a responsibility for us. And we just pray that we would fulfill that responsibility and just um, speaking and testifying of you every chance that we get. And um, thank you for healing my wife in heaven. Um, that's something me and the kids pray to you every night. And um, that's the reality. Uh, we saw her suffer a ton. And we prayed for healing on this earth. But... Um, your plan is bigger than our plans, and you healed her. Um, and I thank you for that healing that greater than anything we could have ever imagined. And I thank you for that. And um, Lord, just continue to help the kids and I have that perspective and help us to make her proud, help us to make you proud, God. And we need you to do that. We can't do it on our own. And just, um, Lord... We love you, and um, to you be all the glory. And it's in Christ's name I pray. Amen. Amen. Before we close today's episode, here's a quick preview of next week's episode. Cody and Dawn's children, Maddie, Isaiah, and Mackenzie, join me next week for the unexpected joy. God loves my mommy, and God loves me. God knows what's best for my mommy, and God knows what's best for me. And Daddy and Mommy love me very much. That's right. Thank you, Cody, for your vulnerability and willingness to share your story. Go fully live out your story, and we'll see y'all back here next week.